Good morning, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a vision for you big book study. My name is Janice M., and I'm a grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater. Today's Monday, November 28, 2016. Today, we're reading from the big book and hopefully finishing up the forward to the first edition. We'll be starting our reading on page XIII, the last paragraph. And today, our readers are the 12 Steps, Esther F., the 12 Traditions, Becky Becky B. Readers for our text will be Lisa B., Camilla G., and Rebecca F. Now, the reference number for Sunday special edition, which was Sunday, November 27th, 2016, is 9299. That's 9299. Our OA preamble. Okay, Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of Overeaters Anonymous to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose, OA's fifth tradition states that each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At A Vision for You Big Book Study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Esther F. to please read the 12 steps of OA. Good morning, everyone. This is Esther F., a recovered compulsive overeater from Cleveland, Ohio. The 12 steps. Number one, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, Cain came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly ask him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory, and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. And twelve, having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, 
We try to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you for letting me do service, and I pass. And thank you, Esther F. I will now ask Becky B. to please read The Twelve Traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. Good morning, Becky B., a compulsive overeater in Southeast Kansas. The Twelve Traditions. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group but has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. 10. Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. 11. Our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. 12. Anonymity is a spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. And thank you for letting me do service in my past. And thank you much, Becky B. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing, and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year, and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We're sharing on what the directions of the, in the big book mean to us. Now to share, press star one to unmute. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass. Then press star one to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone, except the speakers, should be muted. Well, today we're going to resume our study in the big book. On page 13, that's Roman numeral XIII. And the first reader will begin reading the very last sentence, going over and uh, just commenting on, um, I'm sorry, just uh, reading the first paragraph for context. And then we'll discuss the paragraph one and paragraph two and finish it up. Okay, our first reader is, 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 uh, oh my goodness, Lisa F. Lisa Hi, B. this is, Lisa B. 
Good morning. Good morning, Janice. Thank you for your service. This is Lisa B., a recovered compulsive overeater in Greenville, South Carolina. Excuse me, I'm just a little nervous, but here we go. We are not an organization in the conventional sense of the word. There are no fees or dues whatsoever. The only requirement for membership is an honest desire to stop drinking. We are not allied with any particular faith, sect, or denomination, nor do we oppose anyone. We simply wish to be helpful to those who are afflicted. We shall be interested to hear from those who are getting results from this book, particularly from those who have commenced to work with other alcoholics. We should like to be helpful to such cases. Inquiry by scientific, medical, and religious societies will be welcomed. Alcoholics Anonymous. Well, what jumps out to me is when it says we shall be interested to hear from those, particularly those who are working, commence to work with other alcoholics. And um, my experience of having my recovered sponsor take me through this big book, and I was not recovered, was amazing. Um, It was just amazing to me. And then when it says here, inquiry by scientific, medical, and religious societies will be welcomed. Well, I know that this is jumping around a little bit, but what stands out to me is when it's saying that inquiry for religious societies will be welcomed. And that reminds me on page 87 and into action where it says, be quick to see where religious people are right. Make use of what they offer. And that was a very important part for me to see. And then also where it says the medical view, when I look back at Appendix 3, when it talks about the medical view on AA, there's two psychiatrists that stand out to me, and one of them is Dr. Kirby Collier, and he mentions that any therapeutic uh, procedure which can prove a recovery rate of 50 to 60% must merit our consideration. And then Dr. Harry Tebow, psychiatrist, is talking about how the psychiatrist's job is to break down the patient's inner resistance. Um, Well, that's what this big book did for me. It broke down my inner resistance and starting with the doctor's opinion and then going through Bill's story and so forth and being able to identify in mostly with the doctor's opinion was the first step for me to see about my physical allergy and my mental obsession. I had always heard that it's a threefold disease, but this big book explained to me that it's twofold, that it's mental in my mind and physical. And that was so important for me to see and learn about my importance of having entire abstinence, that that was the ticket to get in and begin this work. And then to start to identify in in Bill's story and how I am like Bill. And then going into there is a solution. And then uh, more about alcoholism. And just going through it broke down all of my uh, walls of denial. And it seemed to cover... um, Every, every aspect for me that I needed to have covered. And now that I'm taking, through, um, taking my sponsees through this big book, I'm finding incredible help with this book. I can't do it on my own. I, it's not about really my message. It's about the message of this book. And I can only share my own experience, strength, and hope. And with that, I pass. And thank you so much, Lisa B., Okay, who would like to begin our comments on that uh, page X, X, um, what is it, XIV? 
Uh, the last two paragraphs, please. Okay, this, Larry. This is Vera. Can I share? Then we'll have Marie J. And then we'll have Marie J. And we'll have Gina S. This is Bella. Can I share? Oh, did you hear me, Bella? No. Oh, you hear me now? Oh, yes. Okay, thank you. Okay, you'll be our second reader, Bella, okay? Vasa, oh. All right. I'm gonna, uh, you'll be in the next group, Vasa. You'll be the okay. first one. Larry Kay, please go ahead. Okay, Janice, thanks so much uh, for your service. And um, this is Larry Kay, Recovered Compulsive Reader from Chicago. Um, in this paragraph, you know, I like what it says about the, you know, uh, asking for inquiries from, you know, particularly from the medical uh, the medical field. You know, I, I work in the medical field. I work in the psychiatric uh, field. And I can tell you that um, in, in my field, you know, there is a, um, there is a resistance to, to any sort of approach. Um, at least that's been my experience. Um, as as a as a compulsive overeater myself, there's a resistance to this type of approach. You know, it, it, you, we're really trained to look for sort of an evidence-based, statistical-based uh, type of approach to things. And there's, you know, you know, we're trained, um, you know, in a, in a certain way through, you know, through schooling, through education, and so forth, to that, you know, a diagnostic type of approach. And um, and there's and there's lots of different um, you know there's lots of different uh, types of um, treatments and so forth that we're trained in, you know the thing about it is what's great about and I think ingenious about this is um, if I were to uh, you know to speak about this it, this 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 process has informed everything uh, it informs me not only as a person but also within my field. So while I, I know that you know I've I've worked with um, individuals that have had um, you know issues with uh, compulsive eating and other you know eating types of disorders, and I can tell you with not much you know effect in terms of trying to break down that psychological resistance, right? But I know personally, I can speak now personally because I was that very same person. See, I'm a big believer in different types of treatment modalities that work in the psychiatric field. But you see, it never worked for me. It just didn't work because I didn't understand what I was up against. And what and the other, you know, the twofold nature of this illness that I began to learn in coming into OA. But also what I can say now is I didn't understand the spiritual malady. You know, the spiritual malady because I couldn't see it. I was very skeptical about it. See, today, because in working this practical program of action, that it worked for me. It's the only thing that ever worked for me. And it continues to work for me today. So I can, while I don't advocate, you know, uh, you know I'm, I'm not, you know, selling this to anybody, certainly patients, I'm not selling it. I cannot deny what happened to me as a result of embarking on this practical program of action through these 12 steps. I cannot deny the fact that it, you know, what happened to me is, is I changed. I changed. There was a spiritual malady. And, you know, um, and, and, and the fact is, is that when I came through this process and I was brought, I believe, into alignment with the higher power of my own understanding, that made all the difference. And so um, just wrapping up, I'd say that this, uh, this program works. It works. It informs everything about me as an individual. And with that, I'll pass. Thanks. And thank you, Larry Kay. Okay, Bella G., it's your turn. 
Stella G, star one to unmute. I am sorry, I was talking to the wall. Good morning, my name is Bella G, and I am a thankful recovered compulsive overeater. Thank you, Janice, for doing this service, and thank you very much, everybody on the line. There are no fees or dues whatsoever. Yes, this program is a program of honesty, and it's not a program that if I want to, you know, to I don't want to make business of you. I, if I am a sponsor, I don't want to make money on my sponsees. I don't want to give the feeling that, oh, you know, you need me. And, you know, I am now, I am making business and making money. It's a program that we are here all together, you know, on the same basis. It's a program that we share experience, strength, and hope. It's not a business. And another thing, I don't have to pay money and then to blame people and then to blame you, you know, oh, because of you, you know, you are not honest, I'm not losing, I am gaining and whatever. No, it's an honest program. It's, you know, it's not to make your business, it's not to blame, oh, I am paying so much money and I am not losing. It's a program of honesty to be connected to a higher power and not to my own power. Thank you for letting me share, and I pass. And thank you, Bella. Okay. Um, I, I, I have an M-A, and I wrote so fast, I don't know what I wrote. Who's the next person, please? Is it, a, is it Marie J? That's who it is, Marie J. <laughs> please go ahead. <laughs> thank you. Good morning. Um, I love this line of we are not allied with any particular faith or denomination and we don't oppose anyone. Um, you know, when I came in to program, I had a lot of anger about my religious upbringing and about the church. And I wasn't sure that I was going to be able to get through that piece of it. Um, because I just had so much resentment over so many things that happened and I was afraid that something was going to be forced down my throat and people spoke of God all the time. And I, and I did hear people saying God of my own understanding, but before I had read the book or gotten into the program, it was still hard to hear that because I'd cringe every time. And what I learned in the program is that, that was only hurting me. That was in my head. That, that was taking up space. That I was being a victim because it was only hurting me by having the resentment. And it was a really slow process for me to be able to unload all that resentment, uncover everything, and get to a place where I could believe and also get for, to a place where I could forgive that institution and the harm that had been done me. And when I was able to actually go to um, my church and sit down and make an amend, it was the most amazing thing I've ever done. And the, the freedom that came from that and the ability to then connect to the God of under my, my understanding um, helped me to really release and be able to work the steps. 
And I, for the newcomer, it's just really um, what I w- hope to be able to convey is that I had resistance and I thought something was going to be fed to me and a belief was going to be fed to me. And it's not, it's a process and it's a process of finding my own understanding of that relationship. And it's essential because this is a spiritual malady. We have to find our connection to the God of our understanding, or we can't work this program because I failed over and over because I didn't have that, that connection. And I had to do a couple rounds of steps before I realized that it was my lack of trust and faith in a higher power that, that uh, prevented me from getting through these steps. And I had to start believing that or trusting and believing in the people that came before me, that they weren't lying, that this works and it works because of the spiritual connection. And it only came when I was willing to really take action on finding that connection with higher power that I was able to get through and get recovered. Thank you. Thank you. So so I hate to do that, but it has to be. (laughs) Uh, Thank you so much, Team Marie J. Okay, it's your turn, Tina S. I believe Tina S. Star one to unmute. Uh, Perhaps she's having a. Oh, I can hear you now. Yes. Sorry, Tina S. Compulsive Eater, anorexic in uh, Florida. Uh, great paragraphs. You know, um, we, we simply wish to be helpful to those who are afflicted. Afflicted. You know, the people that are suffering from this disease. You know, um, you know, and and I really truly believe that the reason the the future editions of this book, since this is the first, I think that we're reading the pre- uh, forward to, um, the first 164 pages have not changed because we shall be interested to hear from those who are getting the results from this book. You know. There are many results from this book, and um, you know, and I and I'm one. Thank you, God. You know, uh, when I first came here, I wasn't really doing the deal, as I you know like to really remind myself that there's work to be done, and I've got to do it. Somebody else is not going to do it for me. So therefore, you know, sitting by somebody who was um, relieved of this obsession of the of the um, mind and the allergy of the body wasn't coming to me by osmosis. You know, I wasn't getting that just by sitting next to them. And so some things had to change. And so when somebody started taking me through this book and that I really related, you know, that I started at the beginning, you know, because I wanted to skip over the doctor's opinion and then the forewords and the preface and all this stuff. And let's get to the meat, real story, you know. And so when I started to do the work in the doctor's opinion and I started to relate, was I able to really start to do the work and and get the results. And and then was I able to work with somebody else? You know, I asked somebody to take me through that I saw that they were really not only talking about their life and their their transformation, but they were walking that also. And that's what I wanted. And I think that that's exactly what they're talking about here. You know, we want to we want results, you know, and we're getting them. And with that I'll pass thanks. Thank you so much, Tina S. Sarah W., it's your turn. Good morning, Janice. Thank you for your service. Sarah W., Grateful Recovered Compulsive Overeater. I, too, uh, really like where it says we simply wish to be helpful to those who are afflicted. Um, 
the thought that comes to me is I'm not done yet. You know, it, it, it's an ever-evolving transformation, um, you know, and I can't rest on my laurels. And also the whole idea of contempt prior to investigation comes into play with people that are coming in and myself and myself as I learn more, as I understand more about life, about the way to deal with life, about the book, about the program, about the higher power. You know, I need to really stay open to possibilities and open to new things. Transformation doesn't stop. You know, it's a never-ending thing. And the other thing is, you know, the idea of wishing to be helpful takes many different roads um, and I really have to listen and discern with my higher power what that means when, a, when somebody reaches out to me. It's not just one, one direct route, although the book is, you know, the, uh, the roadmap for me, it may not be the roadmap for everybody and I need to be very, very respectful of people because you don't want to ruin a chance where somebody may come back and say, you know, I've really been thinking about this, and, and you know, I, I, I really feel like this may be the thing that I need to do. Uh, will you help me? Because it happens. It happens a lot. So, um, you know, I think, I think I have to really be humble in this, um, in the fact that my simple wish, you know, I take this to be me, my simple wish is to be helpful to those who are afflicted. And there are many that are afflicted. And with that, I pass. Thank you. Well, thank you, Sarah W. Okay, uh, we'll have another group. Uh, Sarah, I'm sorry. The Vasa O, you can begin when we get some more members that want to share. Anybody else? N- Nessa R. Okay, Nessa R. Anyone? Melissa C. Melissa C. Anyone else? All righty, let's go with those three, and then we'll probably go on. All right, go ahead, Vasa O. This is Raquel. Okay, we'll put you in there, Raquel. Go ahead, Vasa. When you can. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. Good morning, everyone. Thank you, Janice, for your service. And I am Vasa, grateful, recovered, compulsive reader calling from Florida. And this is a good paragraph again for me to go back and remind myself where I was when I came at the beginning of my program. There are no fees or dues, whatever. The only requirement for membership is desire uh, is an and, uh, to have an and, uh, desire to be honest. And uh, I was ready. I was ready, whatever, you know. But I also like the idea that there was no, there's no fees to belong to Overeaters Anonymous. And I remember with my sick mind thinking, well, if it's a free program, how is this going to work, you know? And I said, well, how did the other programs work that I went to that paid money? It didn't work, so Vasa, just try it. you got nothing to lose. And uh, I, I, I'm just so grateful. I was introduced to the big book, and, and I found the solution. I wanted to become a substance abuse counselor because I wanted to help others from, you know, from the seemingly hopeless suffering that I was in, and I found this solution finally in this big book. And uh, I, I, was, I had big financial insecurities in those days, so I wanted to make money on it. And I did go back to, count, to, um, to get my, my um, 
bachelor's degree. I did go and get, took about four or five count, um, courses, and I loved them, but I did not have the money to continue going because we, were chi- we had children that we were educating, so I decided to drop out, and it was really difficult for me because my English was really so bad at that time. So in many ways, I, I'm grateful I did drop out. And I continued with my program, and I felt like, well, you know, this is a free program. It was given to me so freely, and I can still help people, you know, in this program without making the money. And, and I love doing it. So, um, and I'm just so grateful that I, you know, I can be in a fellowship like this, and God, I mean, I had, God kept, gave me the opportunity to have another job that I really love and enjoyed over the years, and and I could still do what I'm doing. So it, I'm just so blessed to be here with all of you. Thank you, and I pass. Janice, please unmute. That's what happened. Um, Just a gentle reminder that, you know, we're going to be uh, commenting on on paragraph one and paragraph two on page XIV. All right, Nessa, uh, please go ahead. Um, Hi, thank you. Good morning, Vision for You. This is Nessa R. Recovered in Toronto, Canada. You know, I don't know, as I read these lines today, what I'm thinking about is that um, I'm here of my own free will. Um, nobody forced me to come here. Nobody held, held a gun to my head. I do realize that in Alcoholics Anonymous, sometimes, you know, courts, judges, etc., cetera, um, mandate uh, people to, to attend. But in my case, nobody really made me come here. I came because I had tried everything and anything I could think of to lose weight and to control the food, and nothing worked. Sure, things work temporarily, but nothing really worked on a permanent basis, and, and I was just at my wit's end, and then this idea came up, so I came. And by the same token, nothing here is forcing me to stay. Um, I'm not, um, you know, uh, handcuffed and tied to a chair. Um, I'm here because I want to be here, because this is something that has worked for me that I, I saw, first of all, I saw it work for others, and I knew that it would work for me, um, as it indeed has, you know, as I, after I was taken to the, to the steps according to the big book, after many years of floundering in the rooms of the way, um, you know, um, I was taken to the steps, I was um, taught, you know, what the true nature of my disease was, what the true meaning of powerlessness is, and how the solution truly works, uh, then it worked on me. And I know that I can leave at any time. I can leave tomorrow if I want. I can leave today if I want and have my misery and my weight fully responded to me if that's what I choose to do. But I don't choose to do that because I know that this is what works. I know that I have a spiritual malady that only a spiritual experience can conquer. I know that food is not my problem, that food was my solution to my problems, and that a close relationship with my creator is a solution to the problems um, that I created for myself. Um, and in order to remain unblocked from that solution, I need to be working these steps every day um, 
for the rest of my life. And that's what I choose to do. I willingly and happily choose to do this because nothing else worked and this does. And with that, I pass. Thank you. And thank you, Melissa C. Okay, we have uh, Melissa C. We have Raquel. Please go ahead, Raquel. Raquel, Raquel, star one to one mutant. Hello. Hi. Hi. Janice, can you hear me now? I can. Yeah, thank you so much for your kind service. And hello to all my sweet friends, family over there. Well, you know, I somehow got got fascinated with this, this word. We simply wish to be helpful to those who are afflicted. And boy, was I afflicted yesterday. And boy, did you guys all help me. And Jen, who spoke, my goodness, you know, I I I keep on saying to people, you know, I I I know that I can have more relapses, but I don't know whether I can have another recovery. So I'm so hanging on to this. What I have now, thank goodness, soon going on eight years of of clean abstinence and maybe a little bit of recovery, but um, there's some. In my last trip, I found out there's some family problems, and I have some health issues. But all of this, all of this, listening to to everybody, listening yesterday to this wonderful, wonderful, deep, honest sharing, has given me such a lift. You know that there is hope. There is hope, and if we can just show, if I can show a little spark of it, and it happens so that that I'm I'm. Uh, Saturday night, I felt, you know, it would be good if I went to um, to an NA meeting because these people speak life or death. They don't speak uh, size of the dresses. You know, excuse me, my sarcasm. So I took with me a, new, a newcomer who is struggling, and it was so incredible to watch her face. So suddenly, you know, it, I saw how the penny is dropping, that this thing is no joke. It's no child play. You can't just, you know, move this disease with a 10-foot pole and see if it's alive. It's there, and it's stronger than, than all of us. And this wonderful young thing, 29 years old, who came to me so depressed, went out of there with a smile on her face. If they can do it, you know, maybe I can do it. And she's still a little bit in the research and development, but um, I'll see her again. We meet up the date for next Saturday night, and if God will give me enough patience and give it now, maybe I'll be able to help her a little bit, and, and that'll make my life worthwhile struggling through my, my difficulties. Thank you so much. I love you all, and have a wonderful, recovering, happy day. I test. Thank you, thank you, Raquel. I think I made a mistake. Uh, I thanked Melissa when it was Nessa. So, Melissa, uh, see, it's your turn. Thank you, thank you. I'm here. I was just going just gonna to buzz in. Thanks. Thank it's you. Melissa C., recovered yes. um, compulsive overeater in New York. And, um, you know, what really jumps out at me is um, that nobody's profiting, nobody's making money off of 
um, this disease that off of my suffering and that we're all here, you know, the people that were here that have been helping me, that helped me, um, and myself included now, just in an honest desire to be helpful, you know, and how different that is from um, every other thing I tried and, you know, happily turned over thousands of dollars to. Um, you know, in my desperation, um, I thought that if it was more expensive, um, surely it's going to be even more effective, and um, that is not the case. And, you know, and so the other thing is the, um, you know, that we welcome um, the medical profession and science to to look at this with us. And, you know, my experience, um, doctors have never mentioned Overeaters Anonymous to me, and you know, when I've shared um, this program with my doctor, um, I don't think that they buy in to the addiction. You know, I, I think for whatever reason, um, it makes sense for other substances. But all the doctors um, that I've encountered, they don't seem to buy the idea that we've got an allergy. Um, and, you know, and maybe, maybe someday they will. Um, but my experience has been everybody talked to me about moderation. And, you know, and so when I share the message with people today, um, sometimes I really have met with some resistance in people in my life because they look at what I'm doing and they say, I could never do that. <laughs> I could never do that. You never, you never eat, blah, 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 blah. You know, and... Um, and they're still buying into the thought of moderation, you know. And for me, there is no moderation. Um, I have to give myself over completely to the steps of this program, not in moderation, but 100% in. And that's what has yielded um, recovery for me, you know. It's all in. And, um, and that's something, you know, when newcomers come, um, they want to kind of, dip their feet in the water, and um, this program doesn't work that way. It never did for me. I had to get all in. Um, thank you. With that, I'll pass. Well, thank you. Um, I'm going to take a minute or so here. This is Janice M., and I'm a grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater. All right, these last two paragraphs. What, see, oh, um, I was going to say overeating anonymous. At this time of the writing, AA was so interested to hear from what? They wanted to hear from recovered people. They wanted to hear the results of this book, the aim. What do we come here for in OA? What do we come here for? We want to come here to get results. I don't have to, yeah, I have to know about the problem, but that's all I, I focused on was the problem, the problem, the problem, the relapse, the relapse, the relapse, the methods that I used. But I never got the problem solved until I came to this program, the study of these 12 steps. That's the desired result. I got a spiritual awakening as a result of the steps that are in these 164 pages. That's the desire that the obsession was, was removed. It was taken away for one day so that the allergy wouldn't start, so that phenomenon of craving wouldn't start. That's the result from this book. That was the aim. 
that's the goal. Now, if you still have another method that's working for you, you might as well use it. But if you haven't as of yet, and you want to try this, you will get a result. The results will be there. And then you can help another alcoholic. Then, and if you notice, the results first, then you can commence to really help another alcoholic to carry on this, this message to sponsor people. And, uh, and, and in addition, in that second paragraph, imagine that, that they, they invited the medical society. Well, I don't know if OA does that today, but they endorsed the medical society. The religious society endorsed this program way back when. And if you ever get a chance, of course, we might do it, you know, coming, coming months or whatever, um, to read the medical view on page 572. Some of us didn't even know it was there. And the religious view on 572, I believe, in the back somewhere. Um, those two, it's just amazing to see how these prominent, prominent people endorsed this book, which means they endorsed the 12 steps that are in the pages 100, the first 164 pages. Okay, we're going to go on. We're going to go on to that uh, forward to the second edition um, at this time on XV. And we're going to have Carmela G. begin reading. She's going to read two paragraphs, and we'll share on that. Carmela? Good morning. This is Carmela G. Thank you so much, Janice. Forward to the second edition. Figures given in this forward describe the fellowship as it was in 1955. Since the original forward to this book was written in 1939, a hostile miracle has taken place. Our earliest printing voiced the hope that every alcoholic who journeys will find the Fellowship of Alcoholics Anonymous at his destination. Already continues the early text, twos and threes and fives of us have sprung up in other communities. Sixteen years have elapsed between our first printing of this book and the presentation in 1955 of our second edition. In that brief space, Alcoholics Anonymous has mushroomed into nearly 6,000 groups whose membership is far above 150,000 recovered alcoholics. Groups are to be found in each of the United States and all of the provinces of Canada. AA has flourishing communities in the British Isles, the Scandinavian countries, South Africa, South America, Mexico, Alaska, Australia, and Hawaii. All told, promising beginnings have been made in some 50 foreign countries and U.S. possessions. Some are just now taking shape in Asia. Many of our friends encourage us by saying that this is but a beginning, only the augury of a much larger future ahead. A larger future ahead is what we see. Each one of us living our program 
can touch another individual. Some of us may never form a program, may never, may never develop and expand, but yet we each, each of us, one by one, living the program, spread the word. That's the reality. That is what it, it that's what program means to me, and that's what it, it, it just works that way. My actions, my behavior, the way I perform, the way I treat others, the humility that can be developed, that's how program works for me. And when I went to the World Service uh, Convention, it was amazing to hear how the programs are flourishing and, and being translated and from all over the world. And the work that each individual, just one individual takes it upon himself and goes out there and reaches out their hand because they care. They know that people's lives are in danger. And they extend a hand for recovery. And with that, I will pass. Thank you for allowing me to share. Janice M., please unmute. Uh, Who would like to share on these two paragraphs, please? Can you hear me? Yes. Okay. Nobody? Oh. Two paragraphs being shared on. Harlan G. Harlan, please. Harlan G. Thank you. Anyone else? Leah M. Yeah, Leah M. And anyone else? Renee C. All right, let's take those three for now. Please, Harlan G., good morning to you. Go ahead. Good morning to you, Janice. Thank you for your service, and thank you to all the members of Team Monday for your service as well. What is this paragraph so eloquently telling me? That when the snow falls in Chicago, it falls on everybody's house. That there is no race, there's no creed, there's no religion, there's no gender. There's no type of person or profession that is immune from this illness. That we are all one when it comes to this illness. There's one solution and many, many paths to get here. One of the things that is so beautiful about this program is the tapestry of people that make it up. The fellowship is a beautiful thing to behold. One of the things that makes me very sad about this program is I also attended the World Convention in Boston, which was not my first World Convention. I've been going to them for a long time. And it's going to be my honor and pleasure to go to the OA birthday in Los Angeles on the 13th to the 15th of January. I hope to see you there too. But one of the things that makes me very, very sad is is that about 99% of the people there are going to be white that we haven't done an adequate job in OA of reaching out to the minority communities. I live about 10 minutes, 20 minutes from one of the largest Native American reservations in the world where obesity is rampant 
And diabetes and amputations from diabetes are through the ceiling, as is dialysis. They have their own dialysis center on the reservation because it's so commonplace. And yet, not one person comes to our meetings. So one of the things I charge myself to do every day is to reach out to anyone, always remembering what Bill Wilson said, to be the outstretched hand of Alcoholics Anonymous to those who urgently seek it, for this I am responsible. We are all one. On this line are many people of creeds and colors and genders and, 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 and all kinds of religions and everything, and we are all one, one under our God. It's a beautiful thing to behold. I wouldn't miss it for the world. It's the greatest way of life imaginable. And with that, I'll pass. Thanks. And thank you, Harlan. I hope I'm unmuted. Um, Leah, it is your turn. Thanks very much, Janice. Our earliest printing voice, the hope that every alcoholic who journeys will find the Fellowship of Alcoholics Anonymous at his destination. And also the statement in that brief space, Alcoholics Anonymous has mushroomed into nearly 6,000 groups whose membership is far above 150,000 recovered alcoholics. I mean, obviously we're seeing uh, AA begin to grow by leaps and bounds. That spiritual chain reaction that grew from Ebby and Bill to Dr. Bob in Akron is now uh, stretching into countless uh, cultures as diverse as imaginable. You can read the list here in that second paragraph. Um, why was it growing by leaps and bounds? It was growing because they were shouting the good news that they had recovered. They had recovered from a seemingly hopeless state of mind and body. The obsession of the mind was driven out. The problem had been solved. And now there was good news to shout. And each group had but one primary purpose, and that was to carry its message to the alcoholic who still suffers. Now, what about an Overeaters Anonymous? Are they shouting good news? I don't know. Uh, perhaps in your local city or town they might be, but that was not my experience uh, for many years. A message of relapse is not a message of hope. A message of I'm abstinent just for today, I don't know about tomorrow, uh, but just for today, is not the message that the big book offers. The big book talks about recovered. The big book uses recovered because that word shows a complete change, a transformation in one's attitude, and that's the advertisement that I no longer have the illness I used to have. The big book consistently uses the word recovered, and those uh, members used the word recovered and not recovering because it described one who still uh, who is free from that bondage. Um, recovering, you know, refers to someone who is going through the work. So it doesn't mean that uh, I can rest on my laurels, and it certainly doesn't mean that I don't have work to do each day in 10, 11, and 12. I do. But there is a message of hope that is being uh, carried in these meetings, and that 
created an energy and electricity that there was a way out of this merciless obsession. And this good news stretched far and wide. And isn't it exciting to uh, bring together people on this line who can also shout that good news that there is a way out and there is hope for everyone who wishes uh, to recover. And with that, I pass. Thanks. And thank you, Leah M. Okay, Renee C., it's your turn. Hello. Good morning. This is Renee C., Grateful Recovering Compulsive Overeater from Philadelphia. Thank you, Janice, so much for your service. Thanks to all who shared and all who are on the line. I wanted to to dig into, since the original forward to this book was written in 1939, a wholesale miracle has taken place. And I'd also like to refer to the recovered state. I'm reading some other literature from Overeaters Anonymous, and it, it's interesting the progression of recovery as is the progression of the disease, which we all know about. Um, and in those pieces of literature, it talks about recovery not being recovered. And in this wonderful, divinely inspired big book that we read every morning, Monday through Friday, it does promise us the hope and the promise that we too can be recovered and that we too can go and help our fellows through the fellowship of Overeaters Anonymous, Alcoholics Anonymous, and reach out that hand to another who is struggling, and it means the newcomer, but it certainly also means the people that are struggling that perhaps might be in relapse, as I was several years ago and never thought there'd be a way out. And I had to set aside all of the things that I thought I knew about the program because I had been in many, many years. So with that, I am very grateful and uh, just so grateful to be reading this. It It is just such an inspiration. And if I can share that with another compulsive overeater for today and each day of my life, I've really come a far way. And with that, I will pass. And thank you so much, Renee C. Okay, we have a couple of minutes left. Who would like to take that? Hello? Yes, hello. Hi. Who is this? Uh, Who is this? My name is Rivka A. in Israel. Okay, go ahead. You have a, two minutes, please. Thank you. Okay, I I am a recovered compulsive overeater, and I'm reminded in this uh, little short line here about uh, that every alcoholic who journeys will find the fellowship of Alcoholic Anonymous at his destination, and I'm reminded of the beginnings with Bill's momentous decision in Akron to make a telephone call rather than to visit the hotel bar where he was staying. Um, you know, phone calls, that's so important. It began with Bill picking up the phone. And how much more important for me to give service, uh, having moved to, journeyed to Israel, and someone planted a seed in me from the U.S. Um, many years ago about a vision for you. Well, at that time, I wasn't willing to pick up the phone and, and listen to, to a vision for you, but... I suddenly realized that I was taking that downward nosedive and it was coming on very quickly with me. And I was given that gift of, of desperation. And so now, um, having come into the room for Vision for You, I'm to- totally grateful for 
the uh, instrument of using the telephone in order to, to get some outreach and some growth and inspiration and support and to become a part of this special fellowship. And with that, I'll pass. Again, my name is Rivka, and I am a real compulsive reader, recovers. And uh, with that, I thank you. And thank you so much, Rivka K. Rivka A. Sorry about that. All right. Okay. Thank you to everyone who has shared. Uh, please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following closing. We will now close this meeting with the rec- with the reading from the Big Book on page 164, followed by the Serenity Prayer. Will Rebecca F. please read? A vision for you, our book, is meant to be suggestive only. I sure will, Janice. Thank you. It's Rebecca F. from Connecticut, Grateful Recovered Compulsive Overeater. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously, you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right, and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.